0: This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Welcome to Plated Earth, where we share at least a fraction of the crazy, wonderful, and insightful stories of produce. I'm your host, JJ. Plated Earth is also the official podcast of the Specialty Produce app, Please show your support for us and Specialty Produce by downloading the app and exploring one of the globe's most comprehensive fresh food databases. Now grab a snack and get ready for Food Fables. It was an unusually warm spring day at the original farmer's market in Los Angeles, a tease of summer, especially with the displays of tropical fruits at the produce stands along the north wall of the market. Their sweet smell drifted through the air, landing under Dimitri's nose. A summer breeze so soon, what a treat, Dimitri whispered as he walked up along the produce stands, hands behind his back, like he were window shopping for summer. Dimitri smiled as he strolled through the market, an almost literal stroll down memory lane, as he had a memory to go with every item, his eyes running up and down each produce display, changing expression with his emotion as he met with each fruit or vegetable. I feel as though I'm on my very own tropical vacation, Dimitri said to one farmer, as he stopped in front of the display of pineapples, coconut, mangoes, papayas, and more, inhaling another invigorating breath of the sweet, warm air. May I suggest taking a souvenir from Hawaii to share with your family, Papa Earth? The farmer winked. Dimitri bowed graciously before accepting a few papaya fruits, which he carried, cradled in his arms, over to the community tables. While many market goers were finishing up their lunches, Dimitri retrieved a cutting board, one larger knife, and a smaller paring knife to cut and divide the papayas. This fruit is native to tropical South and Central America, but has since been adopted by Hawaiians. Dimitri cut lengthwise into the fruit. This particular one comes to us from my recent Hawaiian vacation. Dimitri winked and motioned to the produce stand, and the crowd laughed. Ah, look at that color. Dimitri held the open half up to the crowd. Some cultures from the Americas say that the papaya was created by God out of the very light of the sun, transformed into this beautiful, bright, sweet, and juicy fruit for the pleasure and well-being of mankind. It was even named the Fruit of the Angels by Christopher Columbus, and legend holds that, after arriving in America, his crew would eat the fruit to ease digestion, as they noticed many natives eating the fruit after large meals of meat and fish. Indeed, papaya is known to contain a beneficial enzyme called papain, which is said to help with digestion, among many other folk remedies. Papaya has been used for centuries in Central and South America, from treating ulcers, to reducing swelling, pain, or fever, to fighting fungal and parasitic infections, it was even applied topically for the treatment of cuts, rashes, stings, and burns. In Asia, papaya leaves were steamed and eaten like a vegetable as a heart tonic, and to treat stomach aches. Or a tea would be made from the leaves, believed to have protective properties against malaria. The papaya stories expanded with its spread across the globe, taking on new worldly meaning, giving the fruit new weight. Dimitri held one of the full fruits he had yet to cut up to his ear, then bounced it lightly in his hands as if it were growing heavier, pulling his hands down to the table, where he dropped it back on the cutting board. The crowd laughed again at Dimitri's animation. So much history, so many cultures, so many stories, remedies, memories. No wonder the fruit is so juicy. Dimitri winked before he continued to cut the ripe papayas and pass segments around to the crowd. When he finished, he rubbed his hands together, bowing his head slightly. Enjoy your slice of the summer sun. He wore a genuinely proud and happy smile as he continued to rub his palms, eventually stopping to look at them. Many of the field workers on papaya and pineapple plantations were said to have smoother hands from working with these fruits. Dimitri flipped his palms around to face the crowd, wiggling his fingers. There was even a myth that their fingerprints would magically disappear. Dimitri's eyebrows jumped up as his jaw dropped down. He swung his hands back around, examining his fingertips closely for a moment, then winking at the crowd with his smile back on his lips. The kids in the crowd giggled as they couldn't help but check for their own fingerprints, which were all still there. According to anecdotes, such soft hands and missing fingerprints may have been attributed to that enzyme papain in papayas and the enzyme bromelain in pineapples, which are both known for their exfoliating properties and their usefulness as natural meat tenderizers. Dimitri took a bite of his own slice of papaya, licking his fingertips clean, and checking one last time to make sure his fingerprints were still intact. But of course, the papaya has earned its place in legends and folklore beyond its medicinal properties and nutritional makeup. According to mythology from the Maldives, a prince from India named Koimala came to the islands with his royal lineage, The local villagers allowed the prince to settle on a large sandbank in the midst of the waters, and it is said that the first tree that the prince planted and grew was none other than the papaya tree. Perhaps this helped sweeten the deal, as the locals, in time, accepted the northern prince as their ruler. In Filipino culture, there is a popular children's folk song in Tagalog that tells the adventures of two sweethearts as they pick fruits from a papaya and a tamarind tree. One of the kids called out from the crowd and proceeded to sing the first few lines. Dimitri clapped and smiled. That's right, and that's not the only place we find the papaya in Filipino culture. There's a legend about how the papaya tree itself came to be. Dimitri took the final bites of his papaya, and with a wipe of his napkin across his lips, like a curtain unveiling the opening act, Dimitri began his story. Dimitri spoke. Once upon a time, there lived a curious couple. The husband was known to be somewhat lazy, his head always up in the clouds, but his wife, Papai, was hard working and grounded, firmly loyal to her family and her village. They made their living harvesting rice, but it was always Papai who could be seen out in the rice field, plowing and harvesting to support her sluggish husband and provide rice for the village. The neighbors whispered and gossiped how the land itself was better to Papai than her own husband, Oh, if she stood out in those fields any longer, she'd grow roots and be planted there for good. The couple lived like this for many years, until Papai gave birth to her first child. She had to stop working and rest, but the day came when the new family ran out of rice. My husband, please, we're out of rice. Can you work out in the fields in the meantime? I need to take care of our baby. But her husband just shrugged his shoulders and went back to sleep, and so poor Papai had no other choice than to go back to work herself. Before she left for the long day, she tucked her baby in next to her husband and whispered, I promise I will always provide for you. That night, Papai did not come home. The neighbors of the village were worried, and they searched for her frantically. The poor baby, they said. She's been crying for sweet Papai all night. Where could she be? They searched for her from the village at the foot of the mountain to the very top of the hill, but with no luck. One of the search groups of neighbors stopped to close their eyes, resting against the trees, leaning on Mother Nature for support and comfort. When they awoke, one of the men cried out, I know where she is. I dreamed of a tree in the middle of the rice field. It spoke to me and said it was her. It was Papai. The rest of the group followed the man as he rushed to the spot in his dream. Sure enough, without explanation, there it was in the middle of the field, a new plant no one had seen before, with broad leaves, heavy in fruits. I am the missing mother, the tree said to me. The man explained as he stepped forward towards the tree. Give my fruit to my beloved little one. She will survive if you feed her my fruit, the man said as he plucked an oblong yellow fruit from the tree amidst some of the other fruits that were still green and turned to show the crowd. It's true, someone called out. That is papai. The rest of the neighbors picked the other ripe fruits from the tree and took them straight to papai's house. Her baby fed joyously on the sweet and juicy fruit, and from that moment on, she relied on that sturdy tree out in the fields for food. The tree, standing proud in the field, continued to flourish and provide fruit for the child and for the entire village. It was named Papai, as the village believed it was truly she inside the tree. In time, as more and more trees sprouted to life from that first one in the field, the tree and fruit came to be called Papaya. The end. Well, folks, that concludes this week's episode. Tune in next time for the latest food buzz. And remember cauliflower is nothing but a cabbage with a college education. We'll catch you next time.